We're rolling? Mm-hmm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to You Good. This show is, uh, is brought to you, as it's always brought to you, by the folks at the Original Music School of Morristown. Shaping young minds for over 15 years and still in business despite this pandemic bullshit we're all dealing with. So you can go ahead and go to OriginalMusicSchool.com for more information. And Dylan will be the guy that replies to you through there. You what, betcha. What's the other way to get through now? Um, well, the email, really. Which is? Which I'm, I'm about to check soon. I haven't been checking it lately, but I will be doing it again. Which, what's the email Oh, address? the email. <laughs> create at OriginalMusicSchool.com. That's right. Create at OriginalMusicSchool.com. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, right now the phones are not working. Nope. Because we're just not paying that bill. Yeah, I, I, you know, fuck it. The, the, the gas company, the power company, they're all like, yeah, d- d- get around to it when you can. Verizon's like, <laughs> you didn't pass. <laughs> go go yeah, fuck yourself. Fucking Verizon. And man. actually, no, Verizon, you go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck you guys, Verizon. Oh, shit. Our next sponsor is Verizon. No, oh, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just I take kidding. it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you doing today, Dale? Uh, good. I'm a little bit sore, actually. Yeah? I, I was exercising before before we did this. Oh, yeah? Trying I've, to get swole? No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get flat, you know, I'm trying uh, to. Oh, worried about your tum-tum? Yeah, you know, I've been sitting around a lot and sitting with bad posture most of the time mm. and, and uh, I kind of want to, I kind of want to shape up a little bit. Yeah, we actually, we just got a new mattress because mm. we were, uh, her back's been killing, killing her and my back's been killing me and this new mattress, we just slept on it for the first time today. How was last it? Last night. And, oh, it was, oh, amazing. Oh, the great. mattress I was sleeping on before is older than me. Oh. I checked the mattress tag. It was a JCPenney mattress from 1980. Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and it still was around, huh? Yeah. It so made it, it that long. It smelled terrific. Oh, play. boy. But, uh, but yeah, no, we're, uh, we've got an interesting show today. But before we get to that, um, how you doing? You good? Good. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got a funny story to yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, you were saying. Speaking, speaking of exercising, intro. so... Uh, this is, so, so you know, I'm doing I'm doing the things I'm I'm doing like these core exercises, right? And I'm doing one where I'm laying on my back and and like you put your your hand your arms up in an angle and your and your legs up in an angle and so you know you look like a like a boomerang, right? Kinda. And I do I do three sets of that and and like I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna do a fourth one, and <laughs> right as I'm about to do the fourth one, like the ch- like the challenge one, I. Can- <laughs> My cat Sandy comes and just sits right on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "No, you're done." Yeah. Or it's like, "Hey, bro, need a spot?" <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a new thing I've I've been getting into in Atta these boy. in these strange times. A little bit of exercise. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend's cat has been exploring that exploring the house and getting herself more comfortable. And it's really funny just. She's finding like different places to to hide, mm-hmm. and like last night. As uh, you know, I went. I went to use the bathroom, after, you know, right before bed, and I, I looked down the stairwell, and she was at the bottom of the stairs, and she stared up at me like, like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I guess I'm not supposed to be here. She's about to start coming back up, and I grabbed the Nerf dart off the off the floor upstairs, and I just threw it down at her, and she just chased it and ran away and disappeared. Oh, she loves those Nerf darts. I taught her. I t- like. I kind of taught her, taught her how to play fetch, um, with a Nerf gun. 
So I'll shoot these Nerf darts, and she'll try and catch them in midair, and then she'll fight with it, and like maybe sometimes you know bring it back, sometimes, or she'll just you know Aww, chew on great. it and argue with it. But I can't wait to hear. I'm sure. I'm sure Al's got a lot to say about. Oh yeah, about and the that cat. brings us to uh, to our our our, our guest for the day. It's actually we're doing things a little different. Typically, we have musicians on the show, um, but we're we're running a little low on guests. <laughs> but but it's, which gave me the reason to to. to to bump up the interview that we that we did today, um, I wanted to get a point of view. We talked to musicians and we t- you know we talked to creatives, um, and we but we haven't had a chance to talk to their partners. So I brought my girlfriend into the show today. So I, I think you I think you brought her farther than into the show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, she's working here now. Yes, <laughs> but which you know we, you know just to just to get a, a different perspective on life with a musician you know we 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 figured it'd be a good idea to have you know the other side of the coin walk in the door and 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 so that's what we did today and that's what you guys are about to hear so uh what's uh let's take it away and a one and a two and a one two In public? I was wow. Think, well, you know, this is I am a minor celebrity, a yes. local celebrity. We know with all of your <laughs> with my tens of followers. Hey, you've got a lot of views on your I have been getting a lot of views, and you've been really helpful on, on the show. Thank you very much. You've been my uh, you were my field producer when we were stuck in Pittsburgh together and I started doing the Happy Fun Time show. <laughs> I kind of just hijacked you to be, be the producer since Dylan was decidedly not in the same state. So <laughs> Yeah, but no, she I, and she did a good job. She she Hell made yeah. the scroll for the credits. She redesigned the uh, the 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 logo so it didn't look like it was written by a serial killer. <laughs> well, it still looked like yeah, the title card. Looks, yeah, looks good. It looks it that looks darn good. Thank you. No, I, I wanted to have you in here because we talked to we've talked to a lot of musicians, and they're really you know talented, funny, interesting people, and we've. And we've talked to the naughty G's who, who you know you were at the wedding with me. You yeah. you know Chuck and Jill. Um, but we haven't had a guest to get you know uh, the 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 partner's perspective of being of, of you know the relationship of a musician and their partner. Fair enough. You know whether it's boyfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend or whatever the heck it is. But you know because it's interesting to live with a a crazy person like me. It's got to take its toll. And you know I kind of wanted to you know give the listeners a, you know perspective of what it's like to to be with a crazy person. So that's kind so, of why you're so here. So me, I'm the crazy one. No, well, right? <laughs> you, you got to be a little crazy to, to, to be with me, I suppose. Um, but no, uh, you know, it's it's just interesting because you know, it's one of the reasons the relationship with my ex-wife was just doomed from the jump was because. What's that buzz? You hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hear it too. Hmm. Let me uh, let me touch some things. Huh? We're getting. A... There we go. Got it. What was that? It was uh, it just uh, one of the cables was loose. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> the ghost of your your last yeah, my relationship. Ex, my, ex, my ex wife was like she like her, like her skin started crawling from like seven states away, and she's just like, ah. no. Um, one of the reasons that the relationship with my ex wife was doomed was because she couldn't stand me working late nights, 
and being away from her and you know and she had this really wide jealous streak through her back and she couldn't you know she couldn't come to terms with the fact that I'm going to talk to people that aren't her um you know so you know I was just curious you know like what's it like for you when I'm when I'm when I'm not home well I think we we tend to spend a lot of time together mm-hmm. in, inherently yeah and that's that's totally cool but when you have the opportunity to do those things that you enjoy doing whether I mean Current circumstances notwithstanding, mm-hmm, um, I both enjoy having that time to myself, but also being able to be there when you do have your own mics, because I get to see a different side of you, and I also get to be um, the audience, which I don't tend to have an opportunity to do. See, that was the other thing. She didn't like my shows. I, she, I love it. <laughs> she just sit there and run my bar tab. <clears throat> well... Well, you can do that too, but like, no, she would like, she would cancel out what I was making that night some days. But well, I, I think I think the other thing is is that I, I realize that you're working, so even if I am there, um, I'm there to have a good time and hang out with the people that are there and and meet new people and do those types of things. But I feel like it's disrespectful of me to get completely trashed when you're playing a show because you don't need to drag your spouse out or partner out. Mm. Um, with your gear at the end of the night. I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen so many bands, uh, you know, over the years, who you know they'll bring their wives or their girlfriends to the, to the gig, and you know that's I see that happen. Yeah. Very often, I know Dylan has seen it as well. Isn't that right, Dylan? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it does happen. Um, it does, and I'm not I'm not saying that there hasn't been a few nights where I've probably had. More than well, I, I mean, should have. Well, everybody does. It. You know, it's it's neat though, and you know, knock on knock on piano. Um, <laughs> I've never we've never had like an like an issue with it because you're not a, you're not really a you know drinker drinker like no. like Uncle Nick is. Um, I mean, I drink. I really should well, slow I mean, the fuck down, also but, to um, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, a lot of the bars that you go to have heavy pours. Well, so, some, of our, some of our bartenders have uh, you know. Heavy wrists and light elbows. Right. And <laughs> so if I if I have when that fulcrum bends, it just it takes a well, little effort to so get it back. So if I have and we love them for it, and 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 they're and it's a kindness. A lot of them think it's a kindness, like a gesture that they're doing to of us, and you know, and, and to 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 service a little extra, and then. But it's, sometimes it can be a little counterproductive. Right. And that's, I think that's the, the thing that's caught me off guard a couple mm-hmm. of times where I've gone into in one of your gigs and I'm like, all right, I'll have a couple of glasses of wine, except my pour and their pour tend to be completely different. They're pouring me two glasses of wine in one glass. Yeah. So by the time I've had two, I've actually had four. Yeah. It's like um, you just drank a pint of Pinot Grigio. Exactly. <laughs> they give it to you with a swizzle stick and a straw. It's like, wait, what's going, why is there an umbrella in this pint glass of wine? <laughs> so, I mean, I think that that is, that's something that I, I, I try to focus on too because I, <clears throat> I realize how much of an impact you make when mm. you go to your gigs. And so I... I like to be on the outside because I like to get a different view of things. <clears throat> but that's not to say that it's necessarily easy. It's just that I think we kind of, for whatever reason, we make it work for the most part. That's not to say that we don't have our disagreements. Well, or I mean, there's no such thing as a healthy perfect relationship. Union. No, yeah. a healthy relationship without argument. Of course. So. Um, 
so I think that that is that's something to take into consideration as well. Yeah, is that we we just kind of have to figure out what fits, and I think for the most part, we figured out what fits. I'm somebody who likes to go to sleep earlier because when I'm tired, I sleep. You're like, woo wee and that's totally fine <laughs> as well, long as you're okay well, with me being well, that's passed always, out. That's always, you know, it's been an issue for me too because, you know, after a show, there's always that extra energy. Like, sure. I, like it's like this, you know, what when, when, when I'm working, I'm putting out so much energy. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, it's like a breathing in and an absorbing. Like I'm, like I'm breathing out this energy to, to the to the crowd sure. when I'm working. But but I'm also absorbing all this energy from them. So when I'm done with the gig and I and my ears are just starting to stop ringing, and I'm home, and you're asleep, <laughs> and I'm like, but but I want to play video games. Can we play cards? You know, let's play Battleship. Like you know, I've got operation. Like we don't even have to fuck. Like. <laughs> let's just hang out and you're asleep and I don't know it's, I don't fault you for it it's like you know it's like you know I'm like come on come on hey do it do, well, I do think, a thing come I on. think the other thing is that you, you you realize it's not that I don't want to spend time with you it's oh, just that yeah. no I understand my, you know it's you're on like and it's you know it's the thing you know because you're used to working from you know you wake up at like 8am yeah. typically when you know when you when you were working steadily um, before the, this catastrophe um, you know, you're used to being, you know, active and moving around from like eight o'clock to like six o'clock yeah. and then relaxing for a couple of hours and going to bed. And I'm used to the opposite. I wake up around noonish usually and then I'll fart around for three, four hours and then like I'll think about getting ready for work <laughs> and then I'll go to work and I'm at work for like, you know, from start to finish, like I'll walk in the door an hour before the show, I leave two hours after. So figure I'm out for like six, seven hours. Yeah. And then I come home and I have like this ex- like expansive energy, this stupid amount of energy. This and it's like it's 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 I, it, it's frustrating to me to have this much energy. Yeah, you know I, I could see why guys take sleeping pills. Sure. And I, but I can't. I hate pills. I can't bring myself to do no, something like that. So I, I just try and figure out ways to you know to expend my energy quietly. Whether I'm just like playing a video game with the TV muted or you know jerking off in the shower, you know, <laughs> some way to get tired. You know? <laughs> Full disclosure. I'm just. I just gotta get tired. You know. Sure. Like, you know I'm not gonna bug you with my problem. You know. At that point, my dick is my problem. It's not your problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I guess the other part of it is communication. Because oh, for we, sure. we tend to do pretty well with... By the way, kids, we're keeping it classy today. We're drinking wine. <laughs> um, I think that that's also a different circumstance, and perhaps it's not... This stuff's like water. It is like water. <laughs> um, perhaps it's not something that all couples are able to do, especially given what you do and how different the scheduling is. Mm. And so, frankly, I'm grateful that we can talk about it and yeah, well, that you're comfortable being like all right well this is this is the way that i am and i'm like okay that i'm this way and we're just that's well, I think it. it's interesting because you know like we're both creatives just different you know different sets mm-hmm. you know you you're you're right you're starting this copy editing uh, uh business uh it's been almost a year and a it's half it's been a, yeah i was gonna say it's been over a year mm-hmm. so about a year and a half you've been uh, working to become a full-time copywriter, right? And you had these clients lined up, and then, you know, <laughs> just like the rest of the fucking country, just the rug gets pulled out from yeah. underneath you, you know. And I felt so bad because you had all this stuff lined up, and you were so excited to 
have a client base. And also, you know, when you moved to Jersey, you were all set to come into OMS yeah. and start working here part time. And Dylan, I know you're you're looking forward to having the help. Yeah, you know, when I you mean, the, well, there was you, know. you, you said the exact thing, getting the rug pulled out. Like, yeah. yeah, we we were just past our year mark, or coming up to our year mark of being the new owners of the place, and like I was felt like I was hitting my stride personally, sure. and like we were going to get you in here, and then it's like. Yeah, you boys were really going along at a really steady clip. I mean, this, you know. Yeah, and it was ramping had, up. Yeah, like you had, you had you had a great group of students that I'd see coming in here every every time I was in here. I'd see all these great kids, and and, and a lot of it, I, I was really in, uh, impressed with the amount of adult students you had too later in the day. And Sean Fairley, yeah, the couple of like you know guys in their forties that were coming in for drum lessons, and it's like that's really yeah, it's probably like seventy thirty kids to adults. Yeah, something like that. But it's, you know, it, it's a great mix, you know, and it's just like it, everything's just gotten so fucked up, you yeah. know. But we and it's, you know. By the way, Al. Um, yes. Uh, so you know how Nick broke up with you earlier? Yeah. Uh, you're fired. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Worst day ever. Damn it. I only moved here like a week and a I half know. ago. <laughs> we got to talk about that because we've been moving you to Jersey over the past few months with the plan of us getting a, getting a place together and we're kind of marooned at my mother's at the moment and it's so pleasant that was the wrong tone it's great i love living with my mommy all right my <laughs> anyway um but the, the move we, we, we've been doing this move like slowly but surely but i wasn't with you for the last push i was i was here working on the ep and you were yeah. back in pittsburgh saying your goodbyes to all your friends and to your brother dave and, in the most strange fashion. Yeah, and like in all these times, and like I felt so bad because I had all these plans to set up a going away party for you, and like I wasn't even gonna be there. This I like I was going to like wire Morgan Cash to just set everything up and buy the booze and set up the barbecue in her backyard and just go to town, and you never got that going away party that you deserved, and I felt so bad about that. That's okay. I, I mean, I think the other thing is is that it's not. Despite the fact that we couldn't do it, it doesn't mean that we can't. No, no, like, and, like that's just the thing. Like, we're just gonna have to schedule this. Sure. You know? Like, like you know, I look at it like your your life out there. I I've described it to you and your friends. I've said it's like it's like your your own fucking sitcom in <laughs> Pittsburgh. You know, <laughs> it's like New Girl with swearing and and, and, and way more uh, way more wine. Yeah. <laughs> but um. I felt really bad that you you know you didn't get your season finale, you know, but you did kind of get your season finale. It just was stretched out, kind of like the mass season finale yeah. was was two hours. You know, yours just was stretched out, and then we'll just have to wait and do the reunion show, right? You know, and then maybe you'll get an after mash, maybe. And Colonel Potter and uh, and Radar and Klinger can all work in the same hospital together. Oh man, that'd be great! <laughs> wow, that, that'd be oh, awesome. That's, yeah, that's great. It no, was a good show. I mean. But um, but now getting back, just getting back to the move, um, those last couple of days, what was like, what was what was going through your head? What were you like, you know, what, what like, you know, just there's, you know, there might be some people that are going to hear this that have have had to go through big, a big transition like like you and I have been going through with with a move, sure. and in this time, it's become really difficult to just get anything done. Yeah. Let alone pick up your whole fucking life and move it 360 <laughs> miles down the road, like, you know. You've had a lot on your plate, and you've and you've weathered it pretty well. So just I don't know, just you know, tell tell me what the last few days before you left were like. The last few days were 
difficult. Not because I was concerned about what was going on. It was because of the fact that I was actually more concerned about how detached it felt. Not because I, I, you know, not because I was like, oh, this is just not happening or whatever the case is. But I was so focused on the cat <laughs> and making sure that she didn't lose her mind. <laughs> poor fucking animal. <laughs> um, you know, being able to pack everything that I wanted to take with me and realizing two days before I was leaving that there was no possible way that all of those things were going to fit into my car. Um, so th- those were actually bigger stressors than saying goodbye to Morgan and Dave, not because they don't mean the world to me, but I guess a part of me was like, okay, well, I can get back and see them. Yeah. And and even if it's not immediate, Dave and I have lived along, far away from one another before, so maintaining a relationship with him is not going to be difficult. Um, I was. I'm, oh, he's going to borrow forty bucks in like a month. Oh no, yeah. he's dude is <laughs> I'm just literally I'm just so solid. It's amazing. No, I'm so proud of him. He's really been doing well. Um, so that's why I say I was kind of detached because I was worried about all of the other things that were happening. So a lot of those emotions about leaving really didn't occur until kind of the last few minutes before I was saying goodbye to mm-hmm. everybody outside of the apartment. Um, so it's it seems kind of bad for me to say that, but it was actually easier that way because then I could focus on the things that I could control because I can't control not being there for Morgan and Dave, which I would love to be, as you know. Um but I kind of just had to go with it. I just had to get check things off my list, say just, my goodbyes. And just focus on the things that you could physically manage. manage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so That's good. So that was, you know, and, and on that last day, honestly, the biggest issue that I had was, oh, my God, is my cat going to cry for six hours? And she did. And no, she, she cried. <laughs> well, she did. You, yeah, she settled down eventually. She did, but that's because I took her out of her carrier. Right. And she had, yeah, you know. Yeah, tell, tell, tell us about the, about, about the drive. Like, <laughs> the drive. Like, because that poor cat, and I was calling you periodically just to check in. And see make how, sure and, the... Well, just to see how your little Kia was doing. <laughs> Putting up through the Appalachian Mountains and through the Poconos, like Christ, this thing's so tiny and filled to the gills with just stuff. <laughs> and the cat, you know, and and you want, I, you know, I remember, I remember saying to you, like, yeah, just leave her in the care. She's gonna cry. Just, just leave her. Just leave her, because, like, you know, because I thought, you know, the first place she's gonna want to go is under your feet, that- and then you're gonna go to hit the clutch. And step on cat instead, and then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because there's not enough dangerous driving through Pennsylvania. Exactly. Yeah, there's not enough idiots on the road as it is. You know, no, let's play with a kitty <laughs> while going 70 miles an hour. So, let's give her a little yarn in the dashboard. You know, I was, I, I, there was a part of me actually that was like, okay, listen to Nick. Listen to him. Don't let her out of the carrier. Because my biggest fear was putting myself and everybody else in danger if she decided to do a thing. Um, but about 30 miles in, she was crying like I'd just done something terrible. And I thought, you know what? This is ridiculous. So I pulled off on the side of the road, tried to offer her some water and some treats to see if she was still doing okay. She took the treats. She refused the water, which is fine because that means no accidents in the car. Mm. (laughs) And I, I let her out. And I thought, okay, well, the worst thing is, and I shoved my bag actually underneath my seat so she couldn't have so gone. There's, so there's no space right. for her to go. And she couldn't have gone under the, the passenger seat because there it was, was full a, a cat box and everything. <laughs> so I, I let her out and she kind of sniffed around a little bit. 
And I thought, okay. And she lay down within 30 seconds. She was like, yeah, this is much better (laughs) than being in that cat box or carrier. And so I got on the road and I was like, all right, we'll give this 30 minutes. Let's see how she reacts. Um, But then she wouldn't let me smoke. (laughs) She was... I'd light a cigarette because she hates. Now, now you're in the car with your grandmother. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I. You're doing that now. You can't wait. You have a problem. <laughs> I was like, if I can't smoke a cigarette while I have my cat in a car full of crap, I might as well just stop on the side of the road and call an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> you call? Yeah. Just, just, just get in. Get, you, you drive my car. I'm gonna smoke. We'll just we'll just pull over in like 25 miles. Good. It was it was actually really sweet. She um she laid my car my car is a manual stick, so obviously I have to shift. But you know when you're on the highway, you stay in fifth for the most part, and that's cool. So she had her um I keep my hand on the on the shifter just because that's the way that I drive, and she had her little head on my wrist Aww. the whole time, <laughs> and it was the cutest thing and. So every time I tried to shift, she'd, like, move further. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to, like, <laughs> hurt you. So I had to, like, pull her up and move her. Um, but that's how she sat for the first four hours. She was fine with it. And then she tried to get in between the seats at one point, And I had to grab her by the scruff because I'm, like, on 80, <laughs> doing 75. <laughs> And she's trying to fit her way into the back of my car that is packed so tight. She's like, where can I go? Oh, jeez. She's looking for she was looking for a little right. spot away from her to go piss. Yeah. Not only that, but <laughs> all of my utensils were back there, and I was like, if I shift too bad, there's knives and stuff that you're gonna stick yourself <laughs> with. That's a good point. That was the my kitty. only thought. I was like, I don't even care if I lose you, but if you get in near the near the knives, I've got a problem. Right, yeah. Just she just sleeps <clears throat> like she just curls up in the blender. <laughs> just puts so, her butt right up on the blades and then just <laughs> so, I mean, outside of that, she did really, really well. And, and in the last, like, 35 miles, because getting off in the Ledgewood exit mm. with my car being so full, I was afraid that if she tried to move, it mm. would become an issue. So, but back to the, the, the smoking thing is I would open the window and she would her eyes would get big and she'd start to cry. And I'm like, dude, you're making me anxious enough. No. I got a car full of stuff. My car is... <laughs> Like, literally a low rider right now. Yeah. It was, well, it was probably the air pressure. It, it was likely the air pressure. So I, I tried to, but I couldn't open my back windows because I would lose stuff yeah, out yeah, of my car. Yeah, you're going to lose all your shit. <laughs> you're just flinging forks on Route 80. <laughs> so, you know, it, it wasn't ideal, but she did a really, really great job. And then she transitioned really well into your mom's place, and she has her own room and a huge <laughs> she window. Does. Bitch has more space than I do now. <laughs> Gets her own room. With a view. With a view. <clears throat> and I, it was funny. We, I, that was. I thought it was really cute because the day we got, the day you pulled into town, we got her. Into, we got her into the house first things first. Get her in the cat box situated yes. in the guest room where she's going to be. You know, we're we're going to set up her stuff, her food, her litter box, and she. We put her in the room, and she was not happy until you put her on the windowsill. Yes. And I saw her eyes go from those big, dark dinner plates to the little, you know, then, then all of a sudden she had blue eyes again. And she was like, really? There's, <laughs> this is mine. There's a fucking tree. <laughs> there's another tree. And, oh, my, next to that tree is a, a fucking tree. <laughs> she was so excited to see things that weren't brick wall. Yes. Because, you know, like, you know, she would sit in that window in the living room of your old apartment. I loved your old apartment. But the view was awful. No, the view was terrible. Because <laughs> you open up the window in the, in, the, in the living room and it's just bricks. 
You're, you're, I'm waiting, I keep waiting for like a 1980 stand-up comic to walk across your ledge with his sleeves rolled up like, hey, what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> it just looks like every comedy club it does. in the 80s. It's just brick wall. Just, you know. And, the, and, and bright red and green and blue lights at night if you're... If you were in my apartment, because the next door neighbors had these weird like lights. Yeah, they what the hell? They were like a roller disco on the on the, they on would the back have deck or something. Really, Not, there were some loud, dumb parties at your neighbors' places. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think the other thing is, is that she was used to just seeing a squirrel or two that she would get mm-hmm. four inches from, and now she's like, wait, there's squirrels, there's birds, there's chipmunks. I don't even know what to do with myself, and she loves it. Yeah. She adores it. It's I'm neat. so I'm. I was really concerned about her, <clears throat> so I'm really glad that. That she's transitioned pretty well. She's a resilient little monkey. She is. Um, you've been uh, you've been kind of stretched a little thin for the past couple of years. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know if you feel like talking about it. Like, how, how's your how's your father doing? My my dad's doing. I mean, he's sick and he's in treatment, and it sucks. And there's nothing I can do to fix it. I can't mm. give him an organ, you know, or. I got a piano for sale. <laughs> it's not an organ, but, you know. <laughs> um, so, it, and it sucks being far from him because yeah. it, it would actually have been a blessing if I if he was still here because then I could go and see him whenever I want to, yeah. even if it would have been six feet away. Him living in Florida is a little bit more difficult because, again, it's not like I'm living in Pittsburgh and he's in New Jersey, so I can get in my car and I'm here in five hours. Yeah. I have to hop on a plane or drive for 27,000 hours. It's a little less than 27,000. I mean, I know it's like that. It's 22,000. But, but uh, it's still a long-ass exaggerating. time. Exaggerating. Women, am I right, guys? <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I, I, know it's been, I know it's been a stressful thing. And, like, especially, you know, because we were talking, you know, in December about planning a flight down to Florida yeah. for, like, this time. Yeah. We, we were talking, like, May, June. Right. Once we get, once we were, once we're settled in the new place, right? We'll hop, we'll we'll get we'll get some some tickets and go down. But because well, it's not it's not expensive and it's even not if, and it's even cheaper now because no one's freaking flying. I know. I just saw a flight to, to, to Tampa out. from Pittsburgh for thirty four dollars yeah, one way. Yeah, one way, and it, it's because there's nobody on the goddamn plane. They got you know, and and there's not going to be anybody on the goddamn planes for a while because it's not safe to go on a goddamn no. plane with all that fucking recirculated air. I mean, oh, you know, can't even imagine. I, Dylan, how often do you like? Do you, like I don't fly that often. Not, I mean, not often. I like to fly. I just, I, I never really go anywhere. I used to love it. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, going flying Eastern Airlines. <laughs> one, one of our sponsors, oh. Eastern Airlines, fly the friendly skies with us. But um, Eastern Airlines, I take me. We fucked me. We went down to Disney World, and getting on an airplane was a thing. Yeah. And like people would put on nice clothes. Of course. And. Hmm. Act like grown-ups, sure. and, but now it's you know. The, yeah, but now the, you also have well, the seven dollars for a Jack and Coke. Well, no, on a now plane. The, well, not even <laughs> the planes have gotten so like much smaller, and they're fitting more seats in. Yep. So instead of having two aisles, like the like there were when I was a kid, getting in a plane to go oh, to yeah, Florida. Yeah. Now it's an Airbus. Right. You know, it's not a, it's not a Boeing seven forty seven. It's the seven oh seven or like the whatever the, the rinky dink right. little guy version. There's hundred and fifty people. And there's hundred ninety people squinching right. for no good reason, and you're treated like cattle. Your yeah. your needs aren't met. They don't care. This ice is going to make you get, get diarrhea, and we don't <laughs> care. It's and, and so you know, I just I I haven't enjoyed a flight since I was nine. Well, I'll tell I'll tell <laughs> I'm you thirty seven. I'll be thirty eight. And in, in my 30-some-odd years, 
I've been on two flights that were enjoyable. Well, I think we should do the fun thing and do an international flight. Yeah, I hear those are still nice because that's a big fuck-off plane still. Well, it's a big fuck-off plane. You get good food. You get, like, breakfast and dinner. And all, like, because of the fact that it's international, it's not, like, an Allegiant or a Spirit. No I offense mean, to them. So I it's free if you, booze. If you fly Air, <clears throat> Air France, there's a bidet in the bathroom, right? <laughs> I, I cannot confirm nor <laughs> I deny. Hear, I don't know. I've never flown Air France, but I hear tell that there is a bidet in their, in their airplane toilets. Have you ever used the bidet? I have. I have. Yes. What would you think? You know, it saves a lot on toilet paper. I guess. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I've tried one it's once. It's very sustainable. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose. I tried one once. I did not like it. No? It was, it was well, shocking. Was, was it cold water or was it warm water? I don't know. I just remember it was it was so surprising that I that I that I that I stood up off the toilet and started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and just got did you get water in your pants that way? I got water everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> the last can take you anywhere, Joe. <laughs> the last flight that I took that was really awesome was actually my flight to the States. Right. Was, well, uh, that's London to here? Yeah. London to Newark, I think. No, yep. JFK. We flew into JFK because my dad's company had given us the opportunity to come to the States, and that's how we landed up coming yeah, you here. You moved here right oh. before 9-11. Uh, Ten days before 9-11. We got here September 1st, 2001. Wow. Left England on the 31st, got here on the 1st. Damn. How about that? Um, but it was the first I – I think I was 16 years old, and um, – <clears throat> I was really shocked because they gave us business class. And back in 2001, business class came with like a fold, like a reclining bed. Oh, every, up until 9-11, flying was great. Oh, it was, I That's had thing. never, like, until the was, guy. Un, until, until they turned us into cattle. Yeah. But no, it was. Well, a, I mean, international flights, to be fair, are well, much longer, more exotic. Well, it's a longer flight when you're flying international. Sure. So they're going to do things, to, there, there's going to be more accommodations yeah. because you're going to you're going to need to sleep eventually. Yeah. Uh, no, know, on, on a 16-hour, 20-hour flight, you're going to eventually need to take a nap. Of course. But it was I, I felt really um really special being on that <laughs> flight cuz I was like, "Oh, oh, this is nice. I could get used to this." Meanwhile, yeah, and then, back and, at the ranch. Yeah, and we well, both and, know that's never going to happen again. And then like, yeah, within within 2 months of you being in this country, Air travel changed Completely. like that, and and it's go through here, stand here. We're gonna grab your dick, and I still feel nervous going through TSA, even if I'm going to fly my dad. Dude, and I've I've never brought a thing on a plane that I'm not allowed to bring on a plane. Of course. And every time I go through TSA, I feel like I feel like just like just, you're gonna get arrested. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 like I feel like it's like Gestapo checkpoint. Sure. You know, like yeah, you know, waiting your peppers. And your other papers, like you should just like, buy the ticket, go to the fucking thing, and go one, please. Here we go, bye. And now it's like, here's my ticket. We need your ID. Why? But it, I just, but I paid for it. Why? Who would, who would fucking buy me a ticket? Yeah. And like, who's faking being me to get on a fucking airplane? Is this? Are you fucking serious? Well, and the other difficulty is to that is at the time that we last flew to see my dad. Um, that was in October. Right? No, that was last January. Was it? Was it really that? Because then in November we went to Toronto for Rosh Hashanah. That's Russia right. Shana. That's right. Okay. But in January, Dave wow. needed. He um, he only had uh, his British passport, so we had to use that as a form of ID. And the biggest fear, <clears throat> as somebody who's not from the the U.S., obviously, 
um, is if they ask you for your green card or proof that you are you belong here. Right. And despite the fact that I am fortunate enough to be um, a legal alien resident. Well, to be a legal resident, alien resident, resident and alien also not to be of the color, shape, and size of the people who are being pulled aside by ICE, I know that I'm not being looked at, which I am eternally grateful mm. for because I'm already anxious enough about being it's concerned about though, it. It's interesting, though, because we are hitting many demographics that we don't usually hit in this show, Dylan, because mm-hmm. we have uh, it's our first solo female guest, one. Yes. Uh, it's our first Jewish guest, two. And... She's an African American. Scott Lewis is Jewish. She was born in South Africa. Wait, but who's wait, who's Jewish? Scott Lewis. Oh, that's right. Salem. That's right. Mazdaf Scott. Hope yeah. you're listening. Yes, but but yes. Uh, number three is a very interesting <laughs> one. Yeah, you're our first South African, and our first solo lady on the show. And, and uh, I, I, I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying this conversation. <clears throat> Me too. Um, but so, it's so. It gets complicated, is the point. It does. And it makes it even worse because somebody who, like yourself or many persons of your nationality, it's easier because you don't, you don't have to carry a green card. You don't even have to carry a passport. No, it's, but, but it's funny because when I, when I lived in, in Arizona, I was much tanner and I drove this shipbox Cadillac. Wasn't uh, really. Wasn't really a shit. Really, I know where I this like is going. Deville, but no, I, I. There was. There were a few times where I would get pulled over, and you know, after a gig or an open mic night, sure. and, and I rolled down my window, and I would see. I would see an officer approaching my my car with his hand on his gun, mm-hmm. clicking the thing, the the little safety strap yeah. off the holster, like, and speaking Spanish to me, as though you were supposed to know I, that. Because like in in New Jersey, I look like an Italian American, in, in but in Arizona. I just looked like a tan Catholic, which means I'm Mexican. So they would walk up to my window speaking Spanish, and I'm like, uh, you know, and then I'd be like, wait, excuse me, what? And immediately their entire attitude would change. change. The the tone of their voice would stop being so commanding. Sure. It went from being, you know, hola, da, 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 to, oh, 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 right, just checking. Click, and then you hear the little snappy go back on the pistol. Right. And then it's and then they're like leaning in the car, elbows on the window. Right. So where are you headed, buddy? Like <laughs> you're going in a good titty bar, like you know, like the whole their whole demeanor would change, and it just made me like it gave me pause to like think. Is sure. I I had never really living in New Jersey for almost my entire life, you know, like zigzagging through the country, but like you know. Anytime I get pulled over in New Jersey, it the cop just walks up and busts my balls for being an idiot because you know the fuck you doing going you know you're going seventy you know you're going seventy in a, in a yeah. fifty five, take your seatbelt off. What? Take your seatbelt off. Okay, click. Here's your seatbelt ticket. Have a good day, sir. Okay, <laughs> you know. And I never like you know, I never really really realized how big of a deal it was until I until I spent like an extended period of time out of the state mm-hmm. and and being around the culture. The, the, the cultural differences in Arizona. I mean, it's it's weird. Um, interesting fact about Arizona. At one point, they had the highest uh, African-American population in the country because other states were busing in prisoners to fill up their prisons. Wow. Which gave them, like, the highest population of African-American which citizens. I- because imagine, they had so many people in jail, and I would imagine that changes the demographic for other congressional and state yeah. circumstances. Yeah, and then they can say we have a like we live right. in a black neighborhood. No, you don't live in a black neighborhood. You live near a black prison. Right. You know, it was just it was fucking weird. But um, <clears throat> it's interesting you say that actually because as somebody who is not from the U.S. but 
I'm, it's many times misconstrued, actually, because a lot of people hear my voice and assume that I'm American. Um, well, it's funny because, you know, your, your ear changes. When, yeah. Like, because if you're on the phone with your brother for 20 minutes, you get off the phone and you've got a th- like a thick South African accent. You're on the phone with your father. And as soon as you hear your dad's voice, you... It changes. You, you immediately start, yeah. with, you know, this South African accent just kind of organically festoons out of you and it's i it, it, at first when i when we like when we first dated when we were kids um <clears throat> it kind of confounded me a little i didn't really know what to make of it i'm like is she fucking making this up are they all <laughs> are they all are they, are they fucking with me like i walked in here i remember like having dinner with your dad and and and, and with don and and like meeting ross that day like and I really, for like a good 10 minutes, I'm like, are they just fucking with me? Because like, I've never heard her fucking talk like this before. Is this, is this a thing? Like, is this like a, like a parlor game they play? Welcome to the family. Yeah, yes. It's like, well, it's like instead of the, like, you know, the council of, the, the, uh, the, yeah, the council of silly walks, it's like, you know, the council of silly talks. We're just, everyone, we're just going to use South African accents tonight. Ready? Break. Let's fuck with the American guy. But, Hey guys. Hey. Hi. Oh, uh, Dylan's thirsty. I just need some more Go for it. Take as much as you want. No. Yes, it's... I, I want to point something out. Usually on this show, we provide the refreshments. Uh, this time around, Al picked out a nice bottle of wine, and she made banana bread, gluten-free banana bread, and it's delicious. Thank you. So very Thank good. You. It's the rest of it's all yours. Really? Yeah. Well, I, might, we... I might steal one more piece. Well, we have we have a half a loaf. Of we do have half. We you know, and yeah. It's... And a meatloaf. And a meatloaf. And a meatloaf. And potatoes are brought. I got a and my pants. <laughs> oh, jeez, Dylan. Oh, gosh. Come on, there's ladies present. Where? <laughs> oh, go, 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 go. No. So, um, um, so just, uh, what I was going to say okay. was, is that as somebody who's not from the States and gets misconstrued as somebody who is born and bred in America, and living in a few different states, it occurred to me that... People don't see it, especially those who are from the U.S. They see it as 50 different states. But in theory, it is 50 different countries because each state has a cultural dynamic. It has its own accent. Well, I don't know if it's like state to state too much necessarily, but it's definitely – there's definitely like a New England and a – and a, uh, a Midwest. No, that's and fair. And a Southern. That is fair. And a West Coast. But you know what, though? And a Northwest kind of vibe. Like, there's, like, regions through this country. Like, like New York, New Jersey. Pennsylvania. Or half e- of Pennsylvania. East, yeah, Eastern PA. And Connecticut-ish Ish. have, like, a very similar vibe. And, the, and then, but, and, but then you get to, like, Delaware, Maryland. Virginia gets more southern. Gets more southern, but you're still like it's like there's it's 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 I wouldn't call it state to state. There's a different cult like the culture changes that much, but definitely like regionally the culture changes throughout this country. I don't disagree from your perspective though, but from mine coming mm-hmm. from countries that are, are like in their entirety going to different state like going to different states traveling when I was younger. Like from Pennsylvania to West Virginia, completely different circumstances. Oh God, yes. You know, oh, yeah, when well, I West Virginia is like a, like a like a, a it's its own it's, planet. It's, it's so it's so fucking weird. It's just <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it is such a weird place. People are so drunk and isolated. It's a bizarre it's a bizarre <laughs> place, and that's why I said it. It's it's kind of like fifty different countries because if you are somebody who's not from the United States. You're you don't know what to expect when you go right. to a different state. Well, hmm. no, it's it's the same like in the UK. They're not all they don't all act like they're from London. 
No. There's no. There's, there's your Surrey. There's your Lillipugnians. There's yes. your guys from. There's your Cockneys. There's your Welsh. And, yes. And they, the weirdos up in the Wales, you know. Like, but like, but they're all, they're all they all still respect the Queen. No, and they so, don't. Yeah. Okay. Hold no, on. they don't. All right. That's all right. a broad stroke. From a, from a perspective of the fact that that <laughs> when that old bag. hey what you know what come on huh. You're outnumbered right here, honey. There's two Irishmen in the room. Good for you. Fuck the queen. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> but, but I was trying to make a point about mm. being an immigrant, you dickhead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just, no, I, I I just farted. I wasn't dickheading I heard, you, though. I heard it, though. <laughs> I hide um, that. But I, I think that that's misconstrued a lot of the time is... is where I'm from and those types of things. And it, it can be a little bit daunting because my accent does change and you've heard it. And Delilah, yeah. I think you've heard it when you were over helping us. God bless you for yeah, doing it. Yeah, was, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Me, like, me and Nick are playing video games and you're, you're, uh, you're video chatting with your, mm-hmm. with your family. And there was a whole, with my aunt, yeah. a whole new person in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is, where, where did I, I it was, know. it was really cool, honestly. She's actually, she's just a, she's a South African spy. <gasps> I actually she's been told to, she's here to steal all of, all of our ketchup and mayonnaise secrets. Uh, yeah. oh! <laughs> That's why I lived in Pittsburgh, don't you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> she's, only, she's only twenty minutes from Heinz Field. You guys got to get into uh, mustard with mayonnaise. Oh, we've done that. That's that's my thing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's that's my favorite sauce. Um, what was I going to say? I can't remember. I'm sorry, I can't. No, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. Sorry, um. Uh, you were saying something so, oh, so about the I was going to say the, that the actually queen. two South Africans, um, a couple of my friends on Instagram, people who I know and, do, and don't know, you know, in person, but on social media, I've left them like voice messages. We've, we've traded voice messages. And she's like, you don't sound South African at all. Even though my ear has changed because I'm listening to her, she still thinks that I sound British or American. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but that, okay, you just can't fine. Win. Can't I, I can't on you're, either side. You're you're a woman without a country. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. So what have we been doing? Aside from like you know we've been we've been playing we have been playing an awful lot of Call of Duty. We have. We haven't been playing uh, our our round of run, Rummy Five Million. I was thinking maybe we could do that later tonight. Play a little Rummy. Okay. Um, but what have you been doing uh, to to manage your time to to spend your time without losing your mind during quarantine? Um, you know, like I, I know, but like they, you know, yeah, I know. they don't know. Um, I want to know. <laughs> well, now I know for sure. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. Suck it to me one time. <laughs> um, I guess like kind of getting in, getting into New Jersey. You actually kind of said something. You're like, just take the week off the first week that you were here and don't do anything. Just rest. Make pr- pr- pretend like it's a vacation. The problem is, is that. I still feel like I'm supposed to go back to Pittsburgh, you know, because that's how it's been for the last however many years. Well, where I come and yeah. visit you for a couple of days, and then I go back yeah, to Pittsburgh. Last, and yeah, last like two and a half years ish, yeah. it's been like yeah, just you know, I come out and see you for a week, or you come out and see me for right. a long weekend, or we meet in the middle. Right. <laughs> so, so my in 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 my brain, it's just like okay, so in a couple of days I'll go back. So I had to kind of get myself into the thinking that this was consistent. And so I I had to kind of force myself to do the things that maybe I didn't necessarily want to do just yet, but would give me some semblance of control, given the fact that I have no job. Um, I have no opportunities for jobs because even the jobs that I'm applying to right now, 
are not following up with me, which is kind of a bummer. Um, and I wanted to continue to write so and work on the copywriting aspect of it because that's really my goal is to write and be an independent contractor and freelance. I'd really prefer not to go back into corporate America. Right. <clears throat> I spent 10 years working in mental health and drug and alcohol and I'm I don't I don't have I'm too jaded at this point A and I just don't have the ability to maintain the necessary um emotional stability right. and that's not to say that I'm too fucked up which we all are let's be honest. Um, well, it's fucked up times, man. Yeah, it is. But I just I've gotten to a point where I no longer want to work my brain into the ground every single day and come home feeling like I have nothing else to give. And I know that going back into that line of work is just going to create the same kind of environment for me. And as much as I love working with people, I'd rather write and talk about the things that I've done and talk about the, you know, all the things that I've studied in school and spent right. 10 years doing. I feel like I could get that across with writing a lot better. But what are you doing with your spare time? Like, I know you're working on your copy stuff. We, you know, because you'll sit at that laptop for a couple hours a day yeah. and, and just pump out emails and write. You wrote a really neat article the other day about moving about in the time of COVID. And moving in the time of COVID. <laughs> and I read it, I thought it was very good. Thank you. Um, Me too. Yeah, Dylan read it too. Um, um, but, like, no, like, what are you doing to, like, what's, what's been, like, the fun thing you're doing? You know, laying out in the sun reading. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually kind of bummed that I don't have a lot more books. Um, that I sh I should have picked up, and that's something that I'm going to be working on this week is to kind of get a, a few books that I want to read, because yeah, darn libraries got opened back up. Dylan, Dylan, <laughs> get them open up the libraries, will you? Hey, well, I'm, actually, I'm not an official Dylan, employee anymore. Um, <laughs> do you know of any tiny libraries that people have in the communities with free books? I don't. God, dang it. Yeah, there's one or two in Morris Plains. Maybe I'll I'll do a little search. I could um, I could find out. Okay. That'd be great. There's a couple, Actually, there's I a could, couple in the area. I could give you my library card number, and you could use the cloud library if you want. There you go. Can I use that on my Kindle? Yes, you can. <sighs> books is bitch. Books is. Books on books on books. Stacks on stacks on stacks. See, I, was, I haven't worked at the library in, like, what's it, been like two or three years now? I still know some things. <laughs> well, you're still, you're working for them in an unofficial capacity right now because you're yeah. doing the children's shows. Yep. For, mm -hmm. uh, was it a half hour a day on a Wednesday? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're on spring break right now, but we'll we'll be uh, we'll be starting the summer stuff. Nice. Um, in two I, weeks. I think that the other thing is is that I've really appreciated the act of actually holding a book for the last couple of books that I've read. I know it's so nice. It's so nice, and that's that's something that I kind of fell away from just because they're so heavy to carry books around. Well, you got a shitload of books in storage, <laughs> and I got to prove it. Hey, a lot of those are educational materials from when I went to grad school. Yeah, but, yeah, I know. Um, Meanwhile, but, my book collection consists of a stack of Hustler magazines, a stack of comic <laughs> books, and some oddball, like, rock and roll biographies. So, you know. That's all right. I won't hold it against you. Oh, man, you want to talk you, about... You know you, you, I call, <laughs> how many times have I caught you going, going through my stack of Hustlers? Oh, my God. I love Re that classic like, Hustler. And, like, reading the, these old editorials from, like, 1978. I love 1978, it. I absolutely you know? adore it's it. It's hilarious. Well, there's also a lot of copywriting associated with that kind of stuff. Despite oh, the sure. fact that it's technically, it's a, you know, pornography, but whatever. There no, was a rumor the, that, the, the, that the, an the, English the, teacher at, at my high school, um, the rumor was that she was in Playboy. Oh, but the apparently... Dun, dun, dun. More correct rumor was that she wrote articles for Playboy, uh -huh. and See, neither one has been confirmed. But I'm I'm more inclined to believe the latter. I had high, I had a high school teacher who posed for Playboy in 1969, 1970, mm. 
And uh, she was kind of open about it because at the time... It was a thing. Well, no, the reason she was open about it was because at the time, there was no way in hell anyone was going to find her copy Uh. of Playboy... Oh, but yeah. in the in the, yeah, in the age of internet, we could find it now. Absolutely. So this is why I'm not going to say this nice lady's name. She was a very good teacher and a very kind-hearted person. Mm. She did have a very nice fanny for a fox, for a, <laughs> oh. for, a, for a silver fox like she was. <laughs> the the I think the other thing um, during this time, pandemic notwithstanding, in in the moving and the not having a job is just being able to kind of keep myself sane. So I know that you think that it's completely asinine that I like to clean and cook and all those types of things. But You know, I, I do think it's asinine that you like to clean. I will never complain about you cooking. Okay. But like cleaning while I'm in a room, <laughs> make, like I'm actively making a mess and you're a foot behind me picking up after me. Like, just let it, just let it go. I'll do it later. It can wait. I, I found a lot of solace in cleaning too. Nick, yeah. how many how many times have you called me and you're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'll oh, just uh, clean my room a little bit." Yeah, I, you know, at, at first I was a little worried because like it was like almost every time I would call you, you and like you know, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just cleaning. My, you know, I'm just you know, just wiping off this countertop. I'm like, is he on cocaine? <laughs> like he's just been cleaning nonstop. <laughs> and like you know, I I I know you're not because you know, nobody's getting cocaine these days. Cause, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Who wants to talk to that guy to breathe in that shit? Uh, no, know? thanks. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, you know what? I think that people have been trying to like, as much as I binge watched a lot of stuff before I left New Jersey, uh, before I left Pittsburgh. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm not watching quite as much TV because I feel like I want to try and do more constructive things, like deal with the cleaning and the cooking. Like the banana bread was something that I thought up about yesterday because we had some bananas that were going bad. Hmm. And it gives me something to do, to, something to focus on. Um, and while it didn't, I didn't think that it came out well. It did pretty okay. Well, what, like while the banana bread was baking, it looked like it was burning. Yeah. <laughs> but then. But then you, I reminded myself yeah, that I used brown sugar brown instead sugar. of white sugar. That's yeah. why it's. That's why it's that's got why it's that nice. That nice, crusty, really dark brown color. Yeah. But as soon as you touch it, it's like, oh. Fluffy and delicious. Well, and that's, that's, that's moist. Moist. <laughs> it is moist. It's moist. But the other thing that I was doing was uh, working on the design for the t-shirts. Yep. Um, and bitch, mother, yes. Well, not that one. The one for the happy time show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. We're one doing. Tomorrow. We're doing t-shirts, kids. T-shirts. Um, alert. Sorry. Oh. Um, trying to teach myself more things. Like, do research on things that I want to write about. Just trying to use my time effectively and efficiently so that I can fuck around the rest of the evening and feel productive. I think that's the biggest thing for me is just feeling productive, even if it's just doing a couple of things during the day. Yeah, some kind of forward progress. Yeah. And, and, and getting back to, like, how, how you were feeling, um, you know, in the, in the, in the last few uh, days and weeks of you living in Pittsburgh, just kind of trying to focus on the things that we we can, yeah, that I can control or control. Yeah, yeah it's 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 really not about control. It's about in being impactful. Absolutely. Like I can. Absolutely. Like, you know, we can. We can. You know, I I I wish I wish we could all go back to work like that. But sure. we can't. So doing that's not going to do anything. I can snap my fingers all I want. Yeah. And it's not going to change anything. But if I go outside and pull weeds or 
you know, grill up a steak or something. Yeah, like yeah. we take, you know, finding ways to just not feel yeah and it's, unproductive and it's and also difficult no, because great. and i know I, I know i bust your chops about <clears throat> you buzzing around the house like a hummingbird <laughs> but it's really that's kind of my coping thing too is i'm gonna bust chops sure because if, if i can't laugh at things i'll just you know kill myself well i think i think the other thing is is that it's also different now because normally i would be able to go over to morgan's house right. and she'd have something that she wants to do and i'm like cool i'll come over and help you or Dave will come over and he'll help me do something and those types of things. I think that that has also been difficult because the norm of me being able to go and do the things that I've been literally consistently doing for the last four years has suddenly shifted so significantly. And so I've had to kind of been like, okay, well, I can't do that. I can't go over to Morgan's house because she no longer lives four blocks from Mm me. Um, I can't go help her till the garden or pull whatever's or do a thing <clears throat> so how can i do this how can i make our life easier right now by looking into the sustainable housing that potentially we're going to do in the next couple of years you know or try and do more copywriting stuff and reach out to more businesses and those types of things um for anybody listening if you need somebody to write some stuff for you i am available um that's how you do it that wasn't a great professional it was not a professional but you can go to uh, cultivatecopy.com and look at my portfolio and see my services and rates i'm deleting the whole thing (laughs) that's all right Um, no but it's okay sincerely um i think i think that's part of the reason why i'm grateful for this time is because i've had an opportunity to focus on presenting myself in the way that I had hoped I would be able to because I'm not necessarily writing because I want to pull money from people, which is, it would be nice to be paid for sure. But having an impact on the businesses that I'm reaching out to is more important to me because I'm reaching out to people who are doing more holistic, sustainable businesses who want to make products that are good for their clients and do things that are good for the environment. And that makes me happy, which is why I think the sustainable house that we were talking about yesterday is a really great idea. It could be neat. So. It could be neat. That's what I've been doing. Good. How are you feeling? Good. You good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Dylan, you good? Yeah. Sorry, I've kept going I mean, so long. Bitch, mother, yes. That's right. Wait, Dill, didn't you say you had a question for me? You just answered it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, which part? The whole thing. Oh, that's the whole like spare time thing. I think that was hobbies. Was that what you were going to talk about? Yeah, I was. Wa- I was wondering what what new things you've done. And oh, well, you, you can you can um, you can go on a medium and see my new article about moving during COVID. Mm-hmm. You should. And this is the first time you've done a podcast. And so, this is so the first hey time now. I've done a podcast. So that's a new thing. And I, I was kind of nervous doing it, so yeah, I appreciate it, and you, I am good. You feel good? Yeah. You good? I'm good. Dill, you good? Bitch, Malia. <laughs> hey, baby. Yes. Thanks for doing this. No problem, baby. I love you. I love you. All right, bye. Bye. Folks, you have been listening to You Good, the podcast for musicians by musicians and their associates. Today's show was recorded at the original music school of Marstown, the place to be for recordings and fun times such as this. Get in touch through Facebook or emailing creates at originalmusicschool.com. And please check out the work from our guest Al Levin today at www.cultivatecopy.com. Thank you for listening as always, and please be excellent to each other. You good? You good.